0: we are the mystery history podcast i'm allison i'm rachel welcome to episode 130 on fawn marie mountain missing person yep she she be missing She is still currently missing, yes. So before we get into this missing persons story, we got just a few things business-wise. What do we want them to do? Like, share, and subscribe, please. Yes, please. We are close in the 5,000 range of hitting 100,000 downloads, which is pretty epic. That is pretty good. And whenever we hit it, we're going to do a giveaway of some sorts. We don't know what yet. Let's do
1: that. And we've been at the same number of followers on Instagram for a
0: very long time. I agree. We need more. We need more. So if you could just share it and just say, hey, y'all. Listen to these people and then they'll follow us and we will be so happy. We will. (laughs) yes um next like always we've been pushing the episode suggestions so um give us what you got i think we got got, a good list going now we do we do we do have some people that have commented we've working this in this episode actually was um suggested by jory my cousin who Mm -hmm. lives in this town who we all have things going on in this town um But I've never heard of of this case. So I'm excited to hear about it. And then we have two new patrons. um, True Crime University and James. Uh, We have some other ones too. We did, um, Jamie, our artiste, wrote us up a little toe tag thing. So if you become a patron, you will get a shout out on the show and on our Instagram. So that's exciting. She did a good job on that as always right as always she just is a magician of things she is and thank you true crime university and james yes thank you very much if you would like to join our patreon you would get access to over 100 episodes uh either at a two dollar or five dollar tier and you also receive a discount code for merch our merch is out there on mystery history podcast.com uh, the Patreon, we have links all over the place, but you can go to Patreon and type in Mystery History Podcast and it will pull us up. You'll see the little microphone. And that means yeah. you're there.
1: Our next Patreon episode is on the eyeball killer.
0: Gross. Yeah. I'm not stoked about this one, I gotta tell ya. No? Eyes freak me out, man. Yeah, it's pretty creep. And did it, does he kill people from the eyeballs? No, I don't think so. He takes them, doesn't he? Yeah. What a sick son of a biash.
1: Uh huh. that's not not good. Not good things going on
0: over there. But I if just, you want to listen, you... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, join our Patreon. <laughs> um, have you ever seen that movie called See No Evil? And it's got Kane from the WWE. Stop! I Stop. forgot
1: about that until you just said that. And I like got a real gross feeling in my belly. He takes the ball I... the balls
0: of the eyes also does he like sew? No. He just plucks them out of their nog and puts them in like water jars. Maybe I'm thinking of something else.
1: I'm thinking of something where they're still alive and they like sew their eyelids
0: closed. No. Are you thinking it's of another? Like, strange gonna... what is that remember that movie we watched a long time ago yeah that movie freaked me out
1: maybe i don't know and for some reason people under the stairs is hitting me but i can't remember if that's it it was definitely one of those movies that my mom let me watch when i was not old enough to be watching yeah <laughs> that kind of stuff <laughs> those
0: we watched a lot of stuff that we shouldn't have saw like strange land that was at the peak of like aol and chat rooms and yeah. scared D. Schneider, man. What a guy. He can sing like the best of them. And he can freak people out, man. Creepy. Creepy. <laughs> <laughs> but those are good movies. But yes, Ceno Evil is with Kane from the WWE. And it's like these kids have to go to this house to try to clean it up for because they're in like juvenile detention. And then he's yeah. in the building and he lives in there. And then he starts killing them one by one and plucks their eyeballs out.
1: I definitely have not seen that, so I'm not, not sure why that gave me such a like visceral feeling.
0: <laughs> but it's, it's not like you know, it's a WWE movie, so take it for what it is. But it was all right. Yeah, I think it was like from the 2000s
1: ish. It's, I think it says 2014.
0: Yeah, that's in the ish. That's
1: that's very 2000.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like to we round were... down.
1: We were grown ups at the time that came out, so yeah, yeah, definitely wasn't that one. And can't say that I'm gonna see it because you only partly sold it. It was more like a if I'm really bored and it's the only thing on.
0: Yeah, like the literal <laughs> only thing on,
1: <laughs> which is not really possible
0: now. So no, there's so many streaming services, it's redonkulous. Yeah, no, I don't think anybody's searching for that on on Netflix or anything. I mean, it's. <laughs> It's one of it's those ones that happened. Yeah. There, if
1: you want it, <laughs> yeah.
0: I mean, if you really like Kane, uh, sure, go ahead and give it a whirl.
1: Speaking of like things that you should watch, The Last of Us.
0: Yeah, I know. I need
1: you to watch them now. How right many now. episodes?
0: Four, three. Okay, just and three. Well, and they're an hour long, right?
1: Yeah. Yes, I, which is I, great. I, You're going to wish it didn't end.
0: <laughs> are there more coming? I really?
1: Yes, they're coming out every Sunday. And I am not oh. made for this. I'm not made for it. Because we've been watching every Sunday night when they come out. And, you know, at the end of it, I'm like, okay, I would like more, please. And then right. the next the next day, I'm like, you know what I'd really like to watch? The Last of Us. <laughs> but I can't. I so, yeah. I don't know. Normally I wait until things are bingeable. However, I'm keeping up with these. So you should too. So we can talk about them every day afterwards. We can have a Monday night chat session.
0: Is it on HBO? Yeah. 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 I need to do that. I need to watch Yellowstone right now. I'm really, this is so embarrassing. I don't oh, know if no. I should tell you. Oh no. I'm going to be it
1: upset with you but you, you are. haven't watched yellowstone or the last of us because
0: you're probably watching the real housewives or something aren't you N- close okay let's start off with saying first I started watching poker face on peacock with that girl oh, yeah Natasha the- Yes, yeah, she is amazing
1: we started that but then stopped so it's- I, I-, I want to watch it by myself
0: <laughs> yeah well it seems like every Thing is different like she's trying to help or solve some sort of terrible thing because she's got like psychic abilities to tell if people are lying or not and it was oh, really so good So does
1: it switch like each episode basically
0: yeah so yes
1: oh cool okay and, yes and, and it's kind of like for
0: it. she's stumbling upon these things and then she can't in good conscience just leave because she has to right the wrongs of the justice system it's really good okay there's I and there's a watch that there's a lot of people in it if you ever watched um the girl from plainfield you know about um the conrad and what's her face mm-hmm. uh the kid who played conrad in that movie is in this second episode that i'm watching yeah, i haven't seen him in anything else
1: Orange is the new black is in the first one so it's interesting that's yeah. not the show you were embarrassed to say you were watching right
0: oh no you still remember that <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I did. Let's hear it. I'm really into um thousand pounds best friends (laughs) and uh (laughs) what is it? Is it thousand pound sisters? Man, I don't know. It's a dumpster fire that I can't look away from. And I don't know if it's because I got weight loss surgery and it like helps to be like, oh, these bitches, they know some stuff that I know. You know, I struggle with the same things, but mostly it's just hot garbage is their lives that they're trying to but I don't know it's I I did the same thing with Sister Wives I freaking love that show and I'm sad because now my Sundays have to be with The Last of Us instead of freaking Cody Brown and his shenanigans I know
1: I never watched Sister Wives but I think you won't miss it once you start The Last of Us so do it
0: that's probably true I'll give it a whirl I promise Mm -hmm. you that
1: thank you I appreciate it so that was a lot of business
0: that was and some good information. It was. But let's was. talk about
1: Fawn Marie Mountain.
0: Yes, please. Is this, this her is name? Like
1: the... Yes. Her whole name. I also name. feel really weird right now because usually you say what I just said. Oh, I'm pretty sure every single time. Like, let's start doing this now. And now I need to start, but you didn't introduce it. So now I'm like, uh oh. Do I just. No, start? go for it.
0: Do it. <laughs> I threw you off,
1: didn't I? Well, I think I threw myself off a little bit. But Fawn Marie Mountain is her name. Yes, her whole
0: name. And that could be confusing because there's lots of mountains in Altoona. There is. It's a pretty name, though. It is pretty.
1: So when I did a search, because when I do these, I always like to start with people's childhoods. And I just... The articles that I pulled up when I initially started searching, none of it really had much about her childhood. And when I searched Fawn Marie Mountain's childhood, the word "tough" came up in big bold letters, which was a part of an article from Newsbreak. But it was just kind of weird when I searched it, and it was just like "tough." Yeah, I took that's a screenshot very telling. So you can see, but I was like, "Dang, like that's not good." But I don't know. Um, if this was just starting it, I knew this was going to be tough because of all of our ties to the area. Ally's mm-hmm. families from there. My husband and his family are from Altoona, um, but she's also the same age as us. Yeah. So when the things that are happening to her um, through her childhood and then through her partial adulthood. I'm looking at, like, the years that it happened and thinking about, like, what I was doing because she's the same age as me thinking about, like, what my life was and what I was doing. And, man, it's just heartbreaking.
0: She was born one month after you exactly.
1: Yeah. Yes, she was. That's crazy. Yeah. So, Vaughn was born on March 2nd, 1987 in Altoona, Pennsylvania. And her childhood, as previously mentioned, was reportedly tough. Her parents had a tumultuous relationship and they fought often. There were claims that her family and friends of the family both physically and sexually abused her. Despite the trust issues that this instilled in her, Fawn was still a really loyal friend and she cared deeply for her mother Dorothy and her brother Alan. And she was especially close with her cousin who was named Bridget Gill. Um, she was close to her and they loved each other and were really good friends. So her school friends remembered her as a lively person who was involved in several extracurricular activities. She was described as sweet and easygoing, a person who would go above and beyond for her friends, and someone that everyone loved.
0: Wow. Especially with coming from something so tough, that's nice mm -hmm. to see that she was still sweet.
1: Sweet and loyal. However, she always seemed to attract the wrong guys. When a, person, the, when a person lives with abuse like that, it kind of becomes a cycle that can be difficult to break away from. Um, I don't know about you, but I've read a lot of articles because I know when I was younger, I used to thrive off of like arguments. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I mean, there wasn't like a ton of arguing in my house or anything like that. But I could tell in my relationship, like with my now husband when I was younger and honestly, probably more. More recently than I care to think about. (laughs) We would like have arguments and it just brings like energy to things. And I remember reading some articles about that saying, like, that's just kind of a cycle that you are into, and you have to be conscious of those kinds of things to break away from that. So that kind of for me brought a new perspective to people that were abused and then end up in abusive relationships. Because to me, I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, you know the signs, you've been here before, like, get out. Um, but it's, it is something I think a lot of people have to be just like consciously aware of to, and work on it, um, to avoid that kind of situation. But she ended up with the wrong guys basically. And, um, she ended up in a couple of abusive, abusive relationships. And from a young age, um, she got pregnant twice with the same abusive guy He made her life miserable, Mm -hmm. but Fawn, being a loyal person, she didn't give up on him. And after several years of suffering, he left her.
0: Wow. That's really got to hurt.
1: Yeah. Despite all of the mistreatment that she had endured, she was crushed that he left. And unable to cope, she turned to drugs and alcohol, as well as relationships with other men who were equally no good, abusive, Mm -hmm. bad people. And eventually she lost custody of her two children.
0: Wow. Now like all
1: Hmm. what were you gonna say?
0: I just said that that like that's a lot to have to go through and then just continually putting yourself in that cycle and then losing your kids, who it seems like she was probably a really good mom, like at Mm -hmm. one point and then just kind of fell off the wagon.
1: Yeah, things just went wrong. Several years later, um, she had a third child, a daughter named Caden, who was unfortunately stillborn. Ugh. And Mountain had her cremated, and she found some comfort from keeping her ashes close with her. So she always had her daughter's ashes. And we, when we talk about this, so like all of that to me, I'm like, this woman is 35 now. Yeah, right. Like yeah. she has lived a full life. All these things have happened. But it really was only like to this point, like 2008, 2009, which is 2009 is when I graduated college. Right. Still a baby. So she's still a baby. Yeah, she has had all of this in her life, and she's still young. Wow. Very young.
0: So after so much hardship, things seemed to be looking up for Mountain. In 2009, she reportedly met Heather Dilbert at the Altoona bar called The Island. It was her it's first- really... It's
1: Oh, Not what did Diver. I say?
0: Dilbert? There's no L there. Yeah. Excuse I me. I did the
1: same thing. But do you know where the island is? No. I drive, I mean, it burned down, but we drove past it every time we went to go visit Brian's dad. Really? And I remember, yeah, when I saw that, I like looked it up because I was like, that- looks real familiar yes wow very close
0: yeah wow okay so um it was called the island it was her first relationship with a woman and there seemed to be an immediate mutual attraction she was really excited she believed that this could change her whole life and things would get better after the two started dating fawn changed a lot she focused more on heather and would often forget her friends and family. That's not a good sign either. Um, Mm -hmm. Though the speed of their relationship worried Fawn's well-wishers, they couldn't say much. Within only a few months of dating, Mountain informed her family that she and Dybert were moving in together and they'd gotten their own trailer in Binks Mill Court, Claysburg, which is about 25 minutes away from Altoona. In what would become an eerie moment of unintentional foreboding, Mountain told her mother that, If she moved to Claysburg with Dybert, she would never come back to to Altoona. So probably just thinking there'll be bigger and better things in Claysburg.
1: Mm -hmm. Mm. Heather's family owned a butcher shop there, and Heather and her brother Mike often worked there. Mike's girlfriend Stephanie also moved in with her boyfriend, and they got a trailer next to Heather and Fawn. Stephanie loved Fawn and was very comfortable with her. She, however, did not really like Heather. According to Stephanie, Heather was a tough woman to live with. She was short-tempered, rough, and cold. Stephanie even mentioned that Heather's previous partners got restraining orders against her because she abused them. That wow. was four, like four previous partners, like not one, what? but like a like quite a few. Wow. So naturally stephanie was concerned for fawn however none of this really seemed to bother fawn she was madly in love with heather and she wanted to live happily ever
0: after with her wow still carrying on the toxic traits yeah initially it appeared that all was well but mountain's friends and family soon grew concerned dibert began to monopolize mountain's time and mountain who is known for her willingness to do anything for her loved ones began to focus entirely on dibert mountain's cousin bridget um, explained that mountain rationalized this as dibert being protective not controlling and that is a hard thing to try to reconcile and know which one's which like if somebody's being protective or they're straight up an a-hole
1: just don't be protective of me. I will be protective of myself. Thank
0: you. Right. If I need you, I'll call. I'll you. let you know. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I'll really, call you don't call me. <laughs> yeah. To to her, DiBert wanted to spend so much time together because she loved her. Yet, what became increasingly apparent to Mountain Stanley and friends was that DiBert was slowly isolating her from the rest of the world, and that is a red flag if I've ever heard one.
1: Big red flag.
0: Been through that myself. It is a big red flag.
1: Yes, it is indeed. Things only escalated from there. It got to the point that Diver allegedly rarely let Mountain out of her sight. She would often bring her to work and keep her locked in the car. What? Making sure, yeah. Yes. Making wow. sure that the alarm was set so that she would be alerted if she tried to leave the vehicle. I mean, we are talking eight hour days before like 5G, you know? Yeah. Like, what are you you doing in in the car all day? Losing your dang mind. Right. You're supposed to
0: crack the window. I don't know. Wow. Wow. And like, wow. That's all I can say about that. That's crazy. Did she get potty breaks?
1: I don't, you know, I don't know all the details, but. I just I'm I mean I'm shocked that nobody called the police you can't even leave a dog in a car for eight hours or maybe they did call the police and the police show up and she's like it's cool I'm just waiting for my girlfriend yeah you know like I don't know otherwise so basically on the other days that she wasn't locked in the car all day she stayed at their trailer where Dybert reportedly would keep the door padlocked from the outside until she returned from work what if there was Which a fire? A fire hazard. <laughs> if I've ever heard one, we're do so old.
0: <laughs> lock me in
1: a building,
0: <laughs> right? I mean, jeez,
1: yeah, that is terrifying. Both of us, both of us are immediately like fire, <laughs>
0: right? How do that you would get be, out?
1: I don't. Oh, I would run my body through the wall of that trailer. Is what I would do. Even yeah. if there wasn't a fire, if somebody locked me in like that, I wouldn't last long. She didn't allow Fawn to have her own cell phone, and any calls that came to the house were automatically forwarded to Heather's phone. Fawn wasn't allowed to work or socialize with other people. So basically, Heather just did not, she just never trusted her, did not trust her to do anything. Literally.
0: Literally anything. At
1: all. Yes.
0: Whoa. Which, I mean, that escalated (laughs) quickly. How... I don't know. I don't know. How do you because I was in a emotionally abusive relationship, but if anybody told me you gotta sit in this car for eight hours, I'm be like, okay, here it is. this is what I needed to see. Like this is absolutely insanity. Mm-hmm. And locking you in a house, like, nope, no way. Yeah, I don't know. I mean she had previously been in
1: multiple abusive relationships and maybe at this point she's just glad it's not physically abusive. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But well,
0: that's a good point maybe because all of her other boyfriends were physically abusive that like, oh, well this isn't that bad. At least she doesn't hit me.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't I I couldn't tell you, but like just thinking, I don't know, but no, I would not Do not cage me in somewhere. I am claustrophobic
0: and would freak out. I hope they had a TV.
1: I'm sure they had a TV but like I'm gonna need some sunshine. I need windows and air. I don't know about you but like I get on an airplane and as soon as they shut the door I can think of nothing except for the fact that I can't get out of there and I'm breathing recycled air. Mm -hmm. And if I that's why I'm usually drunk when I fly because I need something to take the edge off because <laughs> yeah, I that, freak out
0: <laughs> that whole air thing. I feel like my I get kind of like short of breath, like <gasps> I can't like breathe. there's not
1: enough air in there because it's all already been breathed.
0: Yeah, that's gross. <laughs> it uh, is gross. Yeah. No, I'm not a fan of flying either. I don't like the the fact that I'm stuck somewhere. Like if I go to an airport seven hours away and the flight gets canceled or whatever like you're just stuck
1: yeah I don't like that no I just have problems while I'm physically in the air I can't think about the fact that I'm in the air and I can't get out of the location I am in I have to read listen to music and pretend like I'm somewhere else I don't know like I don't know it's a lot (laughs)
0: Um, on the days that Dybert would reportedly leave her locked in the trailer, Mountain would hold secret conversations with the neighbor through the window of their homes. That's so sad. Um, she's just dying for something, like some sort of yeah. communication. Yeah. Soon Mountain's unhappiness started to become more apparent to her neighbor. She expressed a desire to leave, but she didn't have any money or resources, and there was little that she could really do or go to. Besides, to her, DiBert was only acting out of love. DiBert's alleged need to control Mountain grew so intense that she had her mother do daily checks on Mountain at the trailer. What kind of mom is like? That's a good idea. You need to watch yeah, that. Yeah, I'll bitch. go
1: do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I
0: don't know. No. Um, one day the mother caught mountain and her neighbor talking shortly thereafter oh this is worse uh Dibert boarded up all the windows so like she did not give one single f about if this lady dies in a fire like where yeah. is her responsibility like this is just blowing my mind and there's another
1: instance of the cops should have been called right like
0: Oh, if I was the neighbor, I'd be like, they boarded up the freaking windows. They're keeping her hostage. But if they went there, I'm sure she'd be like, no, this is cool. Yeah.
1: They did go there and she did say that. Spoiler Uh. alert. So, yes. Initially, the abuse seemed to be only verbal and whatever locking someone somewhere and controlling them is called.
0: Kidnapping?
1: (laughs) I don't know what kind of abuse that is, but (laughs) it turned physical so it went Hmm. from verbal to locking her and controlling her and then physical once fawn's mother dorothy noticed fawn covering her neck and hands with long sweatshirts and hoodies when dorothy persisted fawn showed her the scars of the violence that heather had inflicted on her heather had tortured fawn so many times that even the hospital staffs got suspicious and they tried to help fawn They started asking some tough questions, which obviously made Heather uncomfortable. So she kept changing the hospitals that they visited. So she didn't stop hurting Fawn. She just started going to different hospitals that were not connected. And again, I'm thinking this is recent because for whatever reason, I can't reconcile the fact that Fawn was only like 21 when this was happening. Like she was young Mm -hmm. So this was way back in the day before. I think now, like things alert through all the different hospital mm-hmm. systems, maybe not out there. I'm sure now, but maybe not back then. So,
0: wow, that I'm I'm shocked. Up. I'm shocked that she even took her to the hospital, though. Yeah, that's true. Like really. Um, yeah. Eventually, Fawn realized she couldn't live with uh, with Heather. The violence and abuse were too much for her to handle. So the other guys left her. And she's leaving and this lady. She's, yeah. So it must be super bad. Um, yeah. She tried to sneak away when Heather wasn't paying attention to her. But every time she attempted to go away, Heather would find her and drag her back to the trailer. Life was miserable for the poor woman. Heather threatened Fawn that if she ever left the trailer, oh my God, she'd jump her daughter's ashes in the trash. Wow. Wow. You piece of shit that is ugh. um now let you let me remind you that nothing in this world was more valuable to fawn than her daughter's ashes she kept them with her all the time
1: so, so she it was, found the one thing that would like truly like she can't let that happen
0: mm-hmm. so it terrified her to lose them and she convinced herself to stay with heather but in February 2011, Fawn couldn't take it anymore. She desperately wanted to leave and start a new life.
1: So, Heather locked Fawn in the car with the usual alarm system turned on. Despite the fear of trigger- triggering the alarm, Fawn escaped. She called her friend to pick her up. They stopped at the trailer to pick up Caden's ashes, but when they got there, Fawn realized that she didn't have the keys to the trailer, so she, she had no way to get in. Mm-hmm. So... She tried to break the lock and Heather called the police and complained that Fawn was breaking in. Oh my god. The court charged Fawn $2,700 for felony burglary and trespassing. No one believed her when she tried to explain that she lived there, that she wasn't breaking into a random residence. This is her home. At the same time, Fawn's mother, Dorothy, received a restraining order from Fawn what okay no one knew how but heather had sent that order
0: wow heather did
1: that it wow. shouldn't be that easy <laughs> to get a restraining order from someone against someone else right like i didn't that know you doesn't could do that doesn't make sense i don't i mean legally i'm sure you can't but that happened somehow so now, without her lifeline and her mother, her her main support system, Fawn really felt alone. She had no place to go and no one to help her, and she just really lost all hope at that point. So she had tried to make a break for it, didn't get away, and her mom got a restraining order. Not like she, her mom was right. restrained from seeing her. Yes,
0: that's insane. So she's yeah. playing mind games. Serious, yeah. intense. In 2012, Fawn tried to escape again. Despite the restraining order, she went to her mother's house because she was helpless. She had nowhere else to go. But Heather called the police and got Dorothy arrested for violation of the restraining order. Her mother was locked up in jail for two days. Can you what believe this? How could Fawn not go and retract that restraining order? I don't know. Wow. Can
1: you? Can you do that after they're filed? I don't know.
0: You would I think so. no. I, I don't
1: think you can. Wow. I'll, I would have to do some research on that, but I think after they're filed, they're good for a certain amount of time. And I don't oh, think you can well, retract it.
0: I guess that makes sense in case somebody's threatening you to remove the restraining order, you physically can't do it. So I guess that that would make sense.
1: Not to mention if you were in an abusive relationship and you kept going back to the person.
0: Mm-hmm. And filing
1: it and unfiling it oh, and filing yeah. it. And un- I mean, there's a lot of reasons why I don't think you can just willy-nilly go unfile or restraining her, yeah. but, but wow. still,
0: it's just insanity. <laughs> it really is. Um, so after this incident, Dorothy was concerned about Fawn. Yeah. Uh, she knew Heather was hurting her, but couldn't help her. Despite the protection from abuse order she had from her daughter, Dorothy's fear for Fawn's safety became too much to bear. My gut instinct said there's something wrong. Call City Hall, Dorothy said. So she called for a welfare check to see if Fawn was okay. Turned around, wound up. They made the statement. Miss Mountain was already checked. Your daughter is fine, Dorothy said. And it turned out she was. They made contact with her and it had been documented in their reports that they did physically see her at her last known address at that point. Pennsylvania State Trooper Christopher Fox said, reports that Pennsylvania State Police say stopped in November of 2012.
1: So they did multiple visits, and I should also insert in here, the cops frequented this place. Like, I think they knew this couple. Mm-hmm. I think they had been there for incidents. Um, I think there were some burglary things that went on. I mean, mm-hmm. there was it was not like uh clean-cut situation here. Yeah, There was some trouble, but they did some wellness checks. They documented them, and those reports of them saying they saw her stopped in November of 2012. Wow. Before Thanksgiving, Fawn, Heather, and Heather's family spent time together getting ready for the hunting season, which is, like, a big deal over there. Yep. And they own a butcher shop, which... Processes people's animals. Oh my god. And to thank everybody for their help, Heather's father offered drinks to everyone. To Heather's annoyance, Fawn also had some drinks and she had a good day. Later that evening, Fawn, Heather, Heather's brother Mike, and his person Stephanie headed back to their trailers. Fawn told Stephanie that she had had a good day. She wanted to spend the rest of the night watching a horror movie and relaxing. Stephanie found Fawn cheerful. And that was the first time in a long time that she felt that she had been happy. But Stephanie never expected that that would be the last time that she would see Fawn. On November 26, 2012 Heather's parents came to pick their kids up for work and as they reached to the trailer they saw Heather casually smoking a cigarette outside. And this was odd it was odd to see Heather without Fawn. Mm -hmm. After all of the times that Heather had brought Fawn everywhere that she went. So right. where where is she? Stephanie asked about Fawn and Heather randomly admitted that Fawn had run away in the middle of the night. Hmm. She claimed that she had searched for her, but that she couldn't find her. That's
0: weird. That is weird.
1: Because this is not the first time that this right. has happened. And she never left Fawn. And even when Fawn had escaped previously, she always found her. She always made her come back home.
0: So this was weird that she was like, I look for her. She gone. Can't find right. her. Whatever. Ugh. Especially after all of the the trying to rip her away from her family. Like, this wasn't something she was just going to let go. Right. Hmm.
1: So Stephanie knew at that point in time that something was wrong. Something's off here.
0: Yeah. It wasn't like Heather to not search for Fawn. For years, Heather would lose her mind if Fawn wasn't where she expected her to be, obviously. But this time, she didn't try to find her. She didn't call Fawn's mother, her friends, or the police. She was completely cool with the fact that Fawn's not there. Strangely, Fawn also took nothing from the trailer, not even her daughter's ashes. That was... Mm-mm. Yeah. Yeah, never.
1: Nope. That wouldn't have happened.
0: Plus, it was a late November night with no jacket. She couldn't have survived the cold. It gets frigid in Pennsylvania.
1: Yeah. And I think they're like in the mountains.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So
1: it's like even colder than if you're in the valley.
0: Right. Stephanie contacted Dorothy about Fawn's whereabouts, but found out that she knew nothing. Dorothy then reached out to the police, but the police didn't register a complaint because Fawn was an adult, like we've seen so many times before, which is ridiculous. Uh, We get so mad. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Um, A week after Fawn's disappearance, Heather started behaving strangely. Randomly, she asked her father to remodel the treedler completely. (laughs) Hmm. Plus, they started building a dog run in the backyard with concrete, but never finished the project. That's weird. So they
1: laid concrete out, but didn't, like, finish anything. Yeah. Yeah.
0: They took out the carpet, took out the floorboards and the floorboards, or I'm sorry, out the floorboards and the floorboards and the plywood that, that was in the trailer. They took it all out, put all new flooring in and everything, and then the next week, she moved to Ohio, Stephanie said. That's weird. Why would you remodel That's, everything? Uh, just to leave. Yeah. Very weird. Hmm.
1: Super suspicious.
0: Definitely.
1: And her parents. Super suspicious parents.
0: Yeah. Wow. yeah. I don't know. I don't know how, I've never been in that situation, but I don't know how you could help your child. Like, run you'd have to just be like you have to face the music i love you but you gotta yeah. pay for what you did
1: i'll visit you in jail i will put money in your commissary account <laughs> you will have the best cheetos there are to offer right however no yep. mm. so a couple of months heather met someone else started dating her she just did not care about Fawn being gone at all just doesn't make sense then Heather moved back to Pennsylvania and helped her family close their butcher shop and whenever someone asked Heather about Fawn she'd come up with some story about her so now it's no longer that she just ran away she would say things like she was in jail she ran away with another guy she Mm. basically just said whatever came up in her mind. Heather told so many people so many different things like, oh, well, I had talked to her. She was in prison in Ohio. They called. They wanted to release her to my house. And I said, absolutely not. And she went to New York. She went. And now she's prostituting in New York. These are things that Bridget Bridget said that that Heather said to her. Bridget also said, I know Greenfield Township did database searches throughout all of these states, because at one point, Arizona, she was supposed to be in Arizona, according to Heather, all of these states, they checked the database and nothing came back. So nowhere, not nothing. Most people didn't even know that Fawn was a missing person for
0: years. Wow
1: because yeah. of the years set up previous to her disappearing she had cut all ties with most of these people her mom was used to not hearing from her
0: mm-hmm. her
1: her cousin bridget who she was so close with they had drifted apart bridget had a baby when she was 16 she was busy and they just like lost connection with one another because fawn was being taken away from everything that she cared about and bridget was a, a teen mom trying to do the best she can right i mean dang that would be rough
0: <laughs> yeah oh yeah for sure it was not so... bridget's fault i mean it's amazing how smart and stupid heather is all in the same time because she removed all the evidence from the trailer there's some concrete pad just sitting freshly poured and she should have just kept with her story that she didn't know where Where she she is. Instead of making all these stupid lies, especially, like, several of them. Yeah. That looks suspicious. Right? Ugh. Okay. In 2015, Fawn's uncle contacted Heather. Fawn's stepdad was in the hospital and he wanted to meet Fawn. Neither Heather nor Dorothy had notified the family that Fawn was missing for three years. Yet... Heather didn't tell them that Fawn was missing. She acted like Fawn was there with her and even affirmed that she'd pass on the message to Fawn. That is dirty. Like, that's terrible. But when the family couldn't speak to Fawn after multiple attempts, they visited her in person. And that's when they knew that Fawn was missing. The family then realized that Fawn's social security checks were still sent to the trailer, probably. That's why Heather informed no one about her disappearing. So when Dorothy registered a complaint at the social security office, they sent a notice to the trailer summoning Fawn to come to the office if she wanted to receive those checks. And only at this point, the police agreed to register a complaint. So she has not been able to, like, help find her daughter at all up mm-hmm. until this point.
1: Mm-hmm. For, and it took for... money.
0: It took money.
1: Yeah. That's bullshit. government Government money.
0: <laughs> Mm-mm.
1: So, wow. the police finally filed the complaint after three years. They interviewed everyone Fawn knew, again, three years after the fact, mm-hmm. and took signed statements, but they hardly did anything more than that because, like, what?
0: <laughs> right. Since Fawn was already
1: missing for three years, there was little to no clues left at this point. The case turned cold really quick. Even at that point, only a few people even knew that Fawn was missing. That's crazy. So, yeah, Fawn's favorite cousin, Bridget, knew about this in 2017 is when she found out that she was missing five years after Fawn went missing. Holy God. Over, yeah, and like I had said, over the years, Bridget and Fawn had drifted away because Heather never allowed Fawn to contact anyone, plus Bridget had that baby and her life moved on, you know? Bridget, at this point, after she found out, wanted to do everything in her power to help find Fawn. She realized that she needed to be an advocate, and she pushed the police to continue the search. She also contacted Stephanie, Heather's brother's person, girlfriend, uh-huh. lady, um, to try to gather information.
0: Wow. Five years. Could you imagine learning that? Like, Maybe if she would have known sooner, earlier. she would have been found
1: Yeah. And it's that's just heartbreaking to me because when you think about like people that you're close with, and then think, I mean, life happens like friends are meant for seasons sometimes, Mm. not lifetimes. And, you know, when those kind of things fall apart, you don't hear or reach out to people. And then to find out that they've been missing for five years and it was somebody you really cared about and loved, I mean, Mm. that would break your heart. Like, that
0: is so sad to me. That is very sad. And it's sad that nobody knew, like, nobody that yeah. she was missing. I mean,
1: I think to it's be kind a- of, like, strange that her mom didn't, like, pass on the information.
0: Oh, I'd be making flyers. I'd be posting it on Facebook. You'd never hear me shut up. Hear the enemy. Yeah. And they're, like,
1: family. So it's kind of strange that, like, all the family didn't know they must have been,
0: like, estranged. from the mother or something but yeah Mm, 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 mm. okay so now Bridget and Stephanie are together the two of them reached out to other people and started their own investigation but it was already five years and details were foggy because I can't remember what I did last week Mm -hmm. (laughs) so totally get that almost everyone they reached out to told them that, that they'd already spoken to the police. Bridget then asked the police for information and they confessed the records were missing. What? What happened? Yeah. So obviously Heather knows somebody in the police department because she got the <laughs> restraining order and now she's got these files. I don't know. It's real fishy. Yes. Um so they were missing. All the signed statements were gone. Plus, the police who handled the case was fired from the department. Whoa!
1: And probably for losing everything
0: and doing a crap job. <laughs> yeah. And they were uh, reassigned. No one, no one was reassigned to this case. So it just died right there. Mm-hmm. Fawn's missing report was neglected for several years. Obviously.
1: So, in August of 2017, Bridget pushed for an investigation, and the state was finally involved. Their involvement seemed to improve the situation, and the police were making sincere efforts to find her at this point. A $10,000 reward was offered for solid solid leads. In late 2017, Heather was evicted from the trailer park for her violent behavior. Wow. That's going to be pretty
0: violent. You know? (laughs) You've seen Trailer Park Boys, yeah. They punch <laughs> each other all the time, and everybody's drunk. <laughs> right.
1: Yeah, it's going to be pretty bad. After she left, the police searched the grounds for any information on Fawn. They especially wanted to check that concrete dog yard,
0: mm-hmm.
1: uh, but they didn't find anything. Hmm. Bridget and her family also contacted media houses to spread the word. They did several interviews and requested people to offer information. And in 2018, they also started support groups and are now actively raising awareness on social media.
0: And you said you drove by a billboard of this.
1: Yes. So there's a couple things that I left out in the notes that I should state. So there's billboards around Altoona. I don't know how many there are, but I I know specifically there's been one. And I don't know that it's still there, but I
0: remember it. I
1: think and I, so when
0: you're coming down the mountain, kind of. like Yes. It's on the yeah.
1: edge of town. And there's like a, I don't know if it's like a railway or something, but there's like a concrete tunnel you drive through. And yes. it's like on the, yes. I've seen that too. I can't see. I can't see her picture, but I remember it says missing really big, and I'm pretty sure that was her. And again, I couldn't tell you if that's still there. I mean, this could have been ten years ago that it was there and I saw it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But, but I remember seeing that. And then too, there was somebody. I should have put this in the notes, and I'm regretting it now. Um, somebody did coverage on this, a social media person, and they raised like another seven to ten thousand dollars I think so the pot is up to seventeen to twenty thousand dollars for information which is pretty cool because I mean I don't think this chick was from there I think she heard the story and was like we got to get this solved so Mm. people came together about it which is really awesome and it's really cool that that is like something that can happen um
0: that's amazing
1: yeah yeah so it's it was like revamped basically um
0: but here we are. Wow. Mm. Mm-hmm. For years, Fawn's family and friends have believed that Heather had something to do with Fawn's disappearance. <clears throat> this is what the police had to say. Is Heather listed a person of interest in this investigation? We do not have a person of interest. Bullshit. While police have hope, they are also realistic. She's still listed as a missing person, but we do not suspect that her disappearance. No, we do. Oh, I'm suspect- oh, sorry. I'm sorry we do that would have been like a real bummer um, opposite <laughs> <laughs> but we do suspect that her disappearance is associated with foul play and all that's left for Fawn's family is hope Um, I really want to know where she's at Alan said so I can tell her that her dad passed away and mom's not doing so good so we need her I have to find her
1: oh that's her brother like that's
0: oh that's terrible
1: it's heartbreaking
0: it's just so scary that people can just be there one minute and gone the next and nobody knows where they are and it's like i mean
1: this family is still there so maybe i shouldn't say this but it's like low-key obvious like pretty sure heather did it they had a butcher shop
0: Mm. and then they closed
1: afterwards like and they redid the entire trailer like y'all look suspicious yeah and not helpful in this investigation at all either like if she truly went missing wouldn't you think that that family would be trying to find her too that she was basically part of their family she'd been there for years
0: yeah oh and you would think that even if even if you know a past boyfriend went missing for us we would still like you know you spend any amount of time with a person i feel like you would try to be like let's find him
1: yeah, you care. You care about people you come into contact with. You care about missing people, especially people you lived with for years. Yeah, it's a problem if they disappear, especially when they leave. The most important thing and all of mm-hmm. their other stuff too, like.
0: And that was you know, dumb on her part too to leave that there. Like, yeah, if she killed she did
1: her, not think that. Yeah, didn't really think it through. No. But but she didn't get caught, did she? If she did it, she's still out there living her life
0: boo i hope it's terrible
1: me too so because fawn is still missing i wanted to put in her characteristics um you know something to keep an eye out for she disappeared on november 25th 2012 she's been missing for 10 years well uh, coming up on 11 now from claysburg pennsylvania She was 25 at the time she went missing. She's 35 now. Maybe 36. Um, No, 35. she's your age. She'll be 36 in a month after me. Um, She's Caucasian, female, she's 5'2", weighed 105 pounds. She had naturally brown hair, which she sometimes dyed auburn or black, had blue eyes, pierced ears, a pierced lip. A large tattoo on her back um, with the words R.I.P. Caden and either angel wings or an angel with wings with that tattoo. And she also had a tattoo of the name Brayden on her neck.
0: Oy, man.
1: And then I just included a screenshot of Heather Dybert's Facebook on
0: here. Somebody needs to alert this girl that she's with that she is a murderer. That girl has to know. <laughs> I don't know how you don't. I mean, did is she back in Pennsylvania?
1: Uh Heather, Uh dude, we
0: could be at Walmart and run into her. I go to Walmart Uh, there. Uh huh. Yeah, she's around. Oh my god. Nope. Yeah. Don't talk to me. And it's crazy because you know this isn't the only story like that. Like this stuff happens where
1: like it's pretty clear at least to me but what happened here and she's just out living life like walking around like nothing happened and has at this point probably little concern that she's ever going to get caught because it. Oh yeah, it is 10 years later and all mm. the evidence is gone
0: so yes. conveniently hmm. yeah that's still weird she has to have somebody she knows involved
1: her family
0: well no I mean on the police force oh <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't make sense to me how all this stuff happened without some sort of, like, inside scoop. And maybe it's that dude who got fired. I don't know.
1: I don't know. And everybody is innocent until proven guilty. I truly Mm -hmm. believe that. Not to me. Nope. (laughs) I mean, that's the way our justice system works and the law of of our natures is that we should be like that because you know people get wrongfully accused of weird stuff all the time but here we are where is she at heather where is fawn
0: did you search for her on facebook maybe i wonder if we have any mutual friends i would die
1: i mean i didn't search for her on my facebook i did it on the computer not not connected on there but yeah i don't know maybe Maybe you do. I'm sure you do not. Cause I think she's also not um
0: Here she is. She in, lives in Philly. I
1: don't yeah, I was gonna say I don't think she's in like Altoona anymore.
0: And she's separated. Thank God. I wonder from who? Her other girlfriend she killed?
1: I don't know, man. I don't even
0: care. Somebody needs to alert this woman. Things are happening.
1: And it's her main profile pic and her like banner.
0: Yeah. So that means that's the only person she has. Wrong girl, run. (laughs) (laughs) Something Uh. strange is afoot at the circle K move away from this lady and never come back. Wow. So Philadelphia, watch out. Mm. Mm -mm.
1: Mm -mm. Mm -mm. There's that story that happened wow so it's just I don't know again I mean I feel like we're we have enough connections in that town I mean I asked my husband if he knew her because they probably went to the same high school and they were the same age and he did not it's a big high school but it is
0: a very massive high school
1: he did tell me he remembers people posting stuff about her missing at some point like I think way after the fact. But oh like, my people gosh. still in
0: town. I just saw her. Oh my God, no.
1: What? I just
0: found her Facebook page. She only has one Fawn? friend. Oh, who? Heather's? This has got to be fake. The last time her profile picture was updated was 2011. When'd she go missing?
1: Oh, are you talking about Fawn?
0: Yeah. 2012 (gasps) oh and guess what the picture is of her 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 and heather Mm -mm. that's sad that's so sad
1: oh it is and she would only have one friend and it be somebody in heather's family look at the last name yep that's so sad
0: Oh yeah, that's tough. So
1: there is that That's etched
0: in history for forever. hmm Yikes. Uh, so, all right, well cite your sources.
1: I will do that. I use Huntington Daily News dot com, WTAJ dot com, original dot dot com, int dash missing dot fandom dot com, and charlieproject.org.
0: Wow. Well, and if you Facebook stock, you can find them all very easily. Yeah. Just and it's heartbreaking. Their, names. It's very mm. sad. We hope that uh, she will be found. Mm-hmm. So she can at least, you know, her family can get that closure. Cause that's, that would be like, I just read a book called Little Secrets by Jennifer Hillier. And it, her, mm-hmm. her four year old son is taken at a market whenever she looked at her cell phone. And like I almost couldn't. The book is absolutely hands down amazing. So good. She's such a good author. But like in the beginning, I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. Like I that is like Anxiety my worst. Up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just and and then to read like it goes through like her thoughts and what she's processing. It's just terrible. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. So and ugh. well, if anybody knows anything about Fawn, please contact the claysburg pennsylvania police department department, and hopefully at least sharing this message will will get it out a little further so we hope the best for for her and that she's found Mm -hmm. but all right well we hope you learned something today in episode 130 on fawn marie mountain and we'll see you next time bye bye